You're listening to the Toy Photographers Podcast, the official podcast of toyphotographers.com. On this show, we talk to people around the world who are turning Lego, action figures, miniatures, custom creations, and more into amazing works of art. So thank you for joining us for another episode of the Toy Photographers Podcast. I'm joined by my good friends, Alan, editor-in-chief of the Toy Photographers Podcast and and our frequent contributor, Luigi Priori. I'm probably butchered the pronunciation, but... Well, we'll just let that go. I was hoping that Anna, who runs Brick Central, would join us, but unfortunately her life is uh, a little bit too chaotic um, as she's negotiating her family's move away from New York, but we wish her well. So I want to thank you both for joining me today. At our, we thought it would be nice to have a conversation about COVID-19 and creativity. So thank you, Luigi and Alan, for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you so much. You guys are awesome. So I thought it'd be interesting to follow up on a post that Alan had started on March 25th that had contributions from seven photographers from our team who talked about how COVID was affecting their lives. And since life seems to be moving at, frankly, a head-spinning rate, I thought it would be nice to check in in a little more intimate manner in this podcast and just to so see how everyone's doing. So, all right, guys, how you doing? <laughs> Loaded question. I'm trying to think, um, you know, what state we were in when that post went live, live on the blog. Is, I mean, even from the when we thought of the idea, of gathering all the photographs and we published it. I think a lot has probably changed. Uh, I think I was probably employed when the post was conceived and when we were assembling it, and I, I since uh, no longer employed. You know, end of March, uh, my company laid off a vast number of us. And I think just over the past couple of weeks, continued to do that. Uh, so that's been a, a big adjustment of being not working, being home under a, you know a self isolation or, or you know, it, uh, sheltering in place with uh, two children. Who one who's in first grade, so he's been doing his virtual learning, and uh, you know everyone's in good spirits. It's just it's an incredible thing to go through. I can't say in, in my years I've ever experienced anything like this, but again, um, you know, you, you hear it and you're probably sick of hearing it, but it's something that we are all in together, not just under my roof, not just in, in my state, not just in my country, you know, uh, throughout the world, but we are definitely all in this together. So we can, you know, kind of raise our glasses, we can share, share a drink and share some laughs. So, you know, that's, I guess that's my perspective at the moment. How about you, Luigi? How are things on your end? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm I'm fine. Uh, the situation in Italy, especially in Lombardia, where uh, I live, is still tough. But uh, things uh, are getting a little better in the last few days. And I don't. I think uh, that maybe it's too soon to rush into SD decision. Just like uh, you keep hearing. Uh, and the radio or uh, on TV in the last few days. And all you can hear uh, is, uh, in these days is phase two here and phase two there, but I'm not sure this is a, a good idea, but uh, I'm no doctor, so I could also be wrong. But uh, my hometown 
uh, is Cremona uh, in the middle of the Po Valley in Lombardia. And Lombardia, as you probably heard from the news, uh, has been the worst affected region uh, in Italy. Wow. And, uh, Cremona uh, is just uh, 30 kilometers from the villages that uh, has been the center of uh, infection in Italy, especially Codogno, that uh, I think became the most uh, known uh, town in the world after Wuhan. I don't know if you ever heard uh, about Codogno, but uh, this is the, where uh, the infection uh, started to spread uh, in Italy. And uh, um, Codogno is just uh, six, uh, 16,000 inhabitants, and Wuhan is uh, 10 million inhabitants. So this is the, the proportion between the two towns. Uh, in Italy, also, they weren't able to find uh, uh, patient zero, actually. So this probably has um, put in an awful situation. And our hospital, for example, in Cremona, has been for a few weeks in a critical situation. And uh, luckily, an American NGO, uh, the Samaritan Purse, arrived, um, arrived a month ago to setting up a field hospital with uh, 60 beds. And uh, if I'm not wrong, it's the same NGO that uh, set up a similar uh, field hospital in Central Park in New York. Yeah. We certainly have to be thankful to the U.S. for this because uh, our hospital uh, has uh, 700 beds and they weren't enough. But still, as you say, the, the most important uh, thing is to be in good spirit. Sometimes it's also the hardest thing. But. Oh, that's crazy. That's just, uh, I mean, watching what's happened in Italy is just absolutely frightening. And you're just, you're right there in the middle of it. And I see that yeah. come through in your photos every day. <laughs> Yeah, you did a great series of the. Was it going to the sh the supermarket? Yeah, yeah and th those were uh, incredible. Like, <laughs> I hope that's not actually the scene when you go out to, to pick up food. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's actually uh, really inspired from um, my experiences. Uh, I can talk about it uh, later if you want. Sure. Yeah. Are they so? Are your photos inspired by real life? Yeah, obviously, that's not. Uh, I, as I wrote uh, on uh, the post um, in Toy Photography for Six uh, Images Narrative, uh, uh, it's based on an uh, almost true story. <laughs> uh, can I say this? Uh, the first time uh, I had to go to the supermarket to, for food shopping. It was really like a, a post-apocalyptic experience for me. And uh, there, there were stormtroopers and divers there with you. you know? Did you bring your baseball bat? <laughs> no, I don't have one. Yeah, only my minifigure has one, unfortunately. 
But you know, I'm a man of the. <laughs> Wait a minute, but that's not how your photos played out. Where you were fighting someone for vegetables. <laughs> Says the says the man of peace with his baseball bat and his uh, his hand sanitizer, or whatever he had in the photo. I was just saying, Luigi's channeling all of his anger and his rage through his photos. Yes, uh, yeah. Well, as you as you know, because I told you some years ago, um, toy photography. Uh, for me, is uh, is very important as always been very important because uh, uh, it was therapeutic for me. It helped me a lot in some uh, uh, very health situation, just like the illness of my mom's. And um, it's interesting. Uh, the more uh, I was. Uh, Depressed sometimes, uh, the more, uh, the funnier the photos I took uh, were. Uh, that's just a very dangerous uh, balance there. Yeah, it's a balance, just like the force. Alright, so so now I know if, if I see one of your photos and it really makes me laugh, I better call you right away to see how you're doing. <laughs> yeah. More or less, yes. All right, but I'll look, oh, Luigi's photos are terrible. He's doing well. You know, I don't need to worry. <laughs> so, Alan, how how has the pandemic affected your photos? Um, you know, it's really, really funny. Uh, I always had this image in my head of that if I ever lost my job, like all the things I would do, or, you know, oh, I, things I would fix around the house. I would finally clean out parts of our garage. I would do this. I would take photos. I'd write a lot of posts. I guess I never anticipated being out of work during a pandemic when a family of four is trapped in a very small townhouse together. Because it's amazing how there is there's zero free time to do anything. Again, I have I have um, two children who I love very much. Don't get me wrong. One age seven and one who turned three during this pandemic. But, uh, you know, there's between doing my best to teach first grade to help with the virtual learning program for my, my son and keeping them entertained and trying to get their energy out so they'll go to sleep at night. At the end of the day, I am beat. So I'll, I'll be jotting down and kind of sketching ideas like, oh, when the kids go to sleep, I, I want to shoot this scene or I want to do that. But by the end of the day, I just don't have the energy at all. Um, I don't know. You know, I can't blame that entirely on the, the virus that's out there, but it's just more so the, you know, a, a, a side effect of being trapped at home, of, of the self-isolation. I, uh, I trying to keep up, uh, you know, the, the last project I tackled was shooting the Series 20 minifigures. And that took me much longer than I th- I would have anticipated because I just, I did not have the the creative energy or the physical energy at night to try to set up, you know, unique scenes for each minifigure. I finally got through it, but it was, you know, it was, it was a struggle. So I think my, um, to answer your question, Shelley, I think my creativity has definitely taken a hit just because my, my energy and um, my endurance is, is being tested daily. I, I keep telling my wife, like, once this is all over, like, 
you and I are going on vacation somewhere. We're just going to sleep all day without the kids you know, because we both just need to, to catch up. We're both wiped out. That's a, but, uh, a great idea. I love that. Uh, but can I clarify? So do you think your creativity is taking a hit or do you think your output is taking a hit? You're, you know, that's a good point. My I, my output has definitely taken a hit because I, I have a, a sketch pad that I uh, I have two things that I use. One is a Google form that I have like a shortcut in my browser to capture ideas when I think of them. And another is a sketch pad that I use to, to, you know, write things down. So I've been, ideas are still coming. Yeah. Um, so it's, you're right. It's not the creativity. It's just the, the energy to actually set up and shoot that is taken to make a sin. There's, um, I have a, a photo in mind right now that uh, is, you know, a, a mashup of Star Wars and Monty Python that I really, really want to mm. shoot. So I'm, I'm hoping that I'll have some energy in the next couple of days to, to get that done. Oh, that sounds awesome. I want to circle back to the the minifig review. Really mm-hmm. nice work. I just loved all of the images. Just, uh, it was worth the wait. Uh, thanks. I, I really appreciate that. They were, I mean, I, I consider myself these days seriously much more of a minifigure fan than possibly a Lego fan. Like, I, I look at sets to see what minifigures are included. Luigi, I'm still looking at your photos to try to figure out what minifigures you used because you have such excellent pieces and stuff in here but uh it's a was a great cast of characters um really just when i started looking at them in detail the ideas just kind of like started going off like fireworks so but i've never i've never shot anything like that thank you very much for uh, (laughs) no problem but i've i've never shot anything like that shelly and you know 16 different minifigures like all with different scenes in such a rapid succession. Like I was building a scene, shooting it, tearing it down, which is a huge mistake because make sure you got the shot yeah. before you did that. You do that, which I learned the painfully you. the hard way. I'm like, oh, let me set this up. Okay, take it down. And then I would get on my computer and there'd be like a big like piece of dust or something, you know, like, you know, a microscopic piece of dust that I didn't see when I was shooting. But once you edit and you get on your computer, you're like, no. <laughs> so... Exactly. Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. I mean, those characters are, are really great. It's an, an, another stellar series. Um, yeah, again, the my my pick had to be the my favorite of the photo might have been the drone guy with his drone stuck in a tree because that was based on a, a real life story. So <laughs> I, I've lost several drones in my day, and uh, I can you know it was nice to to kind of like you were saying Luigi when you're at your worst your photos are at your best so immortalizing one of my more painful moments in Lego was, uh, <laughs> was a ton of fun but uh, <laughs> did you see that uh, Anna asked if uh, she could uh, jump absolutely uh, yep. ah, okay sorry to alright no no, no let's uh, let's take a pause let's bring Anna in yeah. So while we're pausing, Luigi, what are these? Like, you have the the masks on the minifigures. Are those actual Lego parts in the supermarket? Uh, the the vegetable, the chili pepper. Do you refer to the last one? Yeah. The well, last photo I posted uh, this morning. I'm looking at your six image narrative. Uh, the yeah. Those are actual like. Um, are they from the hospital sets? Ah, okay. Ah, oh, yeah. The head with the mask. Uh, yeah. 
Well, there's uh, just one uh, minifigure, I think. Uh, it, can, it comes from the collectible Series 6, uh, the <laughs> Surgeon, I think. Yeah, I have that one, but you have one with glasses on, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, one of uh, the way I think uh, COVID-19 affected me uh, negatively. In this quarantine, sure. I think um, I became I became uh, obsessed with details, and uh, maybe more obsessed than uh, I usually am. Uh, obsessed obsessed with details because uh, the head with the surgical mask is a female head, first of all. And my sick figure has a mm -hmm. head with uh, glasses. So uh, for uh, every photo, I took uh, two photos. Yes. One with uh, my Virgin minifigure with the, my usual uh, head with the glasses and one with the head with the masks. And then uh, I matched uh, with uh, in Photoshop. But wow. All this procedure, obviously, had some problems. First of all, you be must uh, uh, you must be very cautious uh, with the posting uh, of the minifigure because otherwise you have uh, two photos uh, with the two minifigures in different position. And this is the where I learned that never turn down uh, <laughs> after yep. taking a photo. This is uh, the most valuable well, lesson uh, uh, in this quarantine. <laughs> it's now. Wow. Oh my God, I'm so impressed. I'm blown away, Luigi, because I cannot tell at all. I'm looking yes. at the photos again, and I, I, I mean, it just looks... It's so well done. I never would have guessed that that was... I thought it was maybe a custom head that you had made. Yeah, I, I should have asked our friend, our friend Patrick Baroni to print a, a head just like that because it, was, it wasn't hard at all, not even for me to do the graphics for the head like this. But um, I didn't want to uh, his uh, wife to go to have to go to the post office and then uh, ship uh, the head uh, to me because uh, even a post office, uh, as you can uh, imagine, are dangerous uh, places right now. You you don't see you didn't see the air quotes for dangers, but uh, yes, uh, you be you have to be cautious also if you go to the post office. Uh, I hear you. I have to go to the post office every day, and it just it, it my stress level just skyrockets. <laughs> so unex an unexpected pleasure. Anna Bintenga has joined us. Yay! Welcome, Anna. Hi, Anna. Thanks, guys. So sorry for jumping in so late. I'm just going to blame the pandemic for everything, okay? No, I, I think that's carte blanche to go right ahead. Awesome. Fantastic. <laughs> nice to hear your voices, guys. Yeah, same. I was telling Anna earlier that I was just so excited to have a conversation with anyone other than my husband. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't do- you have your dog, Shelly. <laughs> yeah, but she just looks at me with those mournful eyes. It's not really the same. Aww. <laughs> well, we're here. We are simpatico, so... So, Anna, to catch you up, we're just kind of, could you just like kind of help help explain how the pandemic has affected your life personally and creatively? Oh, okay. Well, personally, it's messed up my life, basically. I don't know if, I mean, I've told a few people in the community that I'm moving to Mallorca or I'm supposed to be moving to Mallorca and that was supposed to happen last month. I'm supposed to be there right now. But as you know, flights have been canceled and everything has been canceled. My vet closed their office. The moving company had to reschedule. And until today, every day we have to call to make sure that our airlines, airlines, not just one, we have to fly now through multiple places to get to where we need to go, um, is still on. So today everything seems seems good so it's going to be a three-day journey instead of like a one-day journey that would normally take to get to spain but yeah so now we have to fly to london stay the night fly to madrid stay the night and then fly to mallorca and that's because um flights have been reduced as you know so there's only like one flight per day so we don't have much choice now so not at all so, yeah, not at all stressful is what you're saying Zero stress. Yeah. I love that my vet, you know, it's it when, when you're traveling with an animal, which, you know, complicates things further is because everything has to fit a very tight time frame because health certificates are only valid for five days or whatever, 10 days. You have to land within X number of days of your dog or, you know, things can happen. And my vet just has no bedside manner. And I realize now that she's a vet because she has no bedside manner. I love that she told me, you must arrive within five days or they can destroy your dog. I was like, I really need to hear that because I have no control over which flights I take. <sighs> so yeah, personally, it's been a really rough ride for us over here. So I'm dying to get out of New York. I love New York, but I need to get out of here. Like I legally need to get out of here. <laughs> We're not citizens. My husband quit his job, and one of the conditions, or well, one of the requirements is when you leave your job, you have to leave the country. So we need to go. This is not like a luxurious, hey, yeah, I'm going to split New York and escape the pandemic. It, first of all, I wouldn't escape to Madrid, which is another hot spot. But uh, yeah, it's it's been rough. I mean, I, I always keep it in good spirits because whatever, we're going to get out of here and things will, you know, it'll change soon. And at least we're comfortable but it's stressful but i have my photography and that's great i love i love that i have that i guess it's the same for you guys right yeah yeah and i think anna you have some superpower like luigi does that i guess when things get super stressful your creativity goes through the roof because i'm s yeah. i'm still blown away by the the latest tutorial you just posted about creating the, the thing i see i mean first of all the, the photo itself was tremendous and then the entire behind the scenes of how you put it together i'm like i'm rummaging through my house trying to find supplies i'm like we must i must do this <laughs> i have to try this but that was uh, well the amazing. thing is you know i have a kid as you do and i try to i'm the science person in my house and i always like to do little science experiments so you know, I have all of these things for sciencey kind of stuff with him. And I'm always just like, okay, let's do this. And I'll look at the result of the project and I'll be like, well, I guess I could use this for Lego. You know what I mean? 
Because otherwise, I just have to wash it down the drain. The same with the Orbeez. I was like, you know, my kid loves them. And I was like, I guess I could just pick out all the clear ones, you know, spend an hour picking out all the clear ones and make it a tank. You know what I mean? So it, it really comes from interacting with my kid and not really much else. And I'm with the kids with me for 24 hours a day. So that's that's the stub of it. Yeah, I was already venting about that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> the kids? Yeah. PS4, Alan. PS4. <laughs> yeah, we, we've got this. We've got the Switch, and it's, it's it works wonders. So, I hear you. But uh, but yeah, the the Orbeez. That's so funny too, because we had just my um, as I was saying earlier too, my daughter turned three during this pandemic. Which I don't know if uh, if anybody's aware of the kind of the the birthday parades that have become the norm nowadays. Since you can't have birthday parties. Really, just oh yeah, yeah. your your mm-hmm. you know your friends or relatives they kind of just drive by the house and honk and, and wave happy birthday and all that. <laughs> so you know we really yeah it's it's you know it's it's it, it makes you it, it makes a kid smile makes you happy you get to wave but certainly you kind of do feel that little soul crushing on the inside that uh, this is is becoming normal place. But the whole reason I brought that up was my daughter did get Orbeez for her birthday and. I was so perplexed at how you got all the clear ones, just like a clear Orbi set. And now I know Alan, I have all the time in the world. <laughs> so I can't imagine picking out, like just sitting there picking out the word. But it, you know what? You you suffer for your art because it was another amazing shot, another just really, really creatively engineered photo as well. So I, I always admire you. you know, the way you come up with Listen, let me give you a tip about the Orbeez. Um, pick out the clear ones when they're already expanded. <laughs> to, when they're like tiny, because it is like, it really, it's mind numbing work. At least if they're expanded, you have like this sensory experience that you're, in com- you know, you're just like, oh, these feel so great. But as beads, you know, it's, it's crazy. You just like want to throw the whole bowl at the wall. Well, if anybody hasn't seen any of the videos, definitely need to check out Anna's YouTube video um, tutorials on these because I too was impressed by the Orbeez. Had no idea what they are because my children are much older and I'm like, holy moly, that's amazing. But now, now that I got a little, you know, reality check, I'm like, I'm like second guessing. Hmm, maybe, maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) No, they're fun. I mean, you can use, I mean, florals. Florists use them. That's how they hold the, the um, they put the tech together the vases and stuff, and they use it in weddings for those um, centerpieces. Huh. So it's really not just for kids, and it wasn't even invented for kids. Mm. It was invented for farmers to keep the soil hydrated. But yeah, I mean, do it. It's what else are you going to do right now? <laughs> not go crazy. That's that's my you know. You guys have all the time in the world. I'm like, I don't have two minutes because so we own our own business and we build things. And when they went to lockdown in Seattle, only owners can minimally work in their business. So we all shelter in place at home. So my husband and I and our 15-year-old son, we just go down to the shop and shelter there and build stuff. So I'm like, I don't have two minutes to, to do anything. So I actually carve out the weekends and say, okay, guys, I'm going to be gone all day Saturday. I'm going to do creative stuff. So I have like a zillion images. They're fabulous. I'm super excited and I don't have five minutes to sit down and edit them. Oh, wow. Sadness. I, I, I don't have so much time either. 
because I'm working from home right now and uh, well they call it uh, smart working in Italy I don't know if you in the US uh, use the same name smart working mm-hmm. but, I pro- we, we probably call it something else I, I haven't found anything <laughs> smart yet yeah exactly <laughs> because it's definitely harder it's definitely not like uh, working at your desk in your office but uh, I, I really can't complain because it wouldn't be fair especially to you one <laughs> and uh, it's just that uh, at least here in Italy we were, weren't ready for this and uh, so we're still suffering the consequences of uh, this not being ready for this kind of work that is, I think, uh, completely, completely different from what we do uh, usually. Yeah. And so uh, it's definitely harder and it takes uh, more time uh, than usual. So at the end of the pandemic, when I started to uh, stay at home, even because uh, if you guys know, uh, last summer I, I had uh, pneumonia, so I must be extra cautious. And uh, I decided uh, all by myself to start to stay at home, almost uh, without any help from my company. It was uh, just uh, my decision. And uh, the original idea is it was uh, was being able to take a photo a day, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, many, how many days did you get into that? <laughs> Just impossible. Yep. So uh, I'm uh, happy enough if I had uh, if I have uh, uh, an idea a day, and then. Uh, I use the weekends to take the photos. What is the difference between the weekdays and the weekends, though? <laughs> like, I, I'm losing, I'm losing well, track. Uh, <laughs> it's a good question, but I, I, I managed to keep track of uh, the different days. <laughs> I, I don't know why exactly, but how, but uh, I managed to. It's completely arbitrary. Let's just face it. We're just yep. going with old constructs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Convenient. So, has anyone tried anything like random acts of kindness in the community? Well, does giving away all of your furniture count? I, <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, well, I, 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 I don't know if that's kindness, but people are. I don't know how it is over in your guys' place, but in Brooklyn. Um, it's almost kind of like life is normal over here. We're the only ones that are basically, well, not the only ones, but I noticed that we're home only, and most of the time, and only go out to go do the shopping. But when I go and do the shopping, I see people like, you know, hanging around on the corners or like outside a coffee shop having coffee. And I'm just like, I thought we were also supposed to be staying home. And I kind of want to tell them, you know, I've got my mask on and my gloves on and tell them, you know, that I had COVID-19. So maybe you want to go home and stay home and understand that you're not just, you know, this isn't just a vacation for for everyone. Stay inside because 
people like me who had it, we got it from somebody around us who was just walking around. So I don't know. I it's acts of kindness. I don't know. Is I guess act of kindness for me right now is not saying go home. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing out? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I should be more specific. Acts of kindness in the community, and that's standing around on the street corner smoking a cigarette. That's got to be a New York thing, because in Seattle, the the streets are just empty. It's like the apocalypse happened here. It's nobody's out, and our notorious traffic is gone. You can do 70 on the freeway through Seattle with nobody around. It's craziness here. Same thing in Italy. Every morning I, I have a routine with Alexa where I say, hey, Alexa, good morning. She tells me the weather. She tells me my commute. And I've just been laughing because I live in New Jersey and I, I've worked in Midtown Manhattan. So she's still telling me my, my old commute. And she said, oh, you know, traffic on your commute looks great. It'll take 30, 32 <laughs> minutes to get to your office. 32 minutes, I will just tell you, during you know, the week is unheard of. It's at least you know two to three times that. And it's just like, huh, 32 minutes, amazing. So yeah, there, a lot of people are staying home. Um, in, our, in New Jersey here, I, I have not been out much really at all. I can't remember last time I went anywhere. My wife has been taking care of the you know, the food shopping, we've chosen to sacrifice her as our, you know, our, as our representative out into the world. Um, mostly probably, I guess maybe I'm just incompetent in when it comes to buying normal things at the supermarket. I just, you know, shop with my stomach and just grab everything. But uh, yeah, so the only time we've really been out, and I, I, you know, we mentioned this earlier, the only thing we've done along those random acts of kindness has been for the, you know, the birthday parades where we've, we made birthday signs, uh, we bring kind of our these wands that blow bubbles. We blast happy birthday on the car stereo. We drive by and wave from a very, very safe, safe social distancing um, distance. And then uh, well, that's it. And it's, it's, it's fun. Everybody laughs, but it's like, you know, you, you see the kids, like they, they understand what's happening and they know what's going on, but they see their friends and it's just your, their nature, their instinct is to play and run up to each other. And they, you know, they can't do it. So it, again, it's, it's heartbreak. It brings some some joy, but also kind of breaks your heart a little bit. Mm. I think that's the closest we've come to any community kindness. Yeah, we haven't <laughs> left the confines of our our home. So. And so, what have you done, Shelley? Well, <laughs> making us all feel bad. No, 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 no. Because <laughs> no, I mean, I it's 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 not that. It's just that I feel like over here in New York and New Jersey, we're like compelled <laughs> to stay. Put, you know what I mean, Alan? It's yeah, like, uh, I feel like other communities might have a little bit more uh, leeway with that because they're more far spread out. Because over here, the minute we step out of our homes, we're, you know, six feet within somebody <laughs> already. Well, it's, so, it's, well yeah. two things come to mind is one on the on the social level within our community of Seattle, we're known for the Seattle freeze and nobody talks. Nobody says hi people have never been friendlier on the streets. Everyone is like nodding, hello, good morning, and lots of walkers. So that's that's interesting, the changing in the community. And then last month, and maybe I just did it too early, I tried to do a random act of kindness in the toy community by offering to send a card to anyone who knew somebody who might be struggling because I've talked to quite a few people 
um, DMs or whatever on IG. And and there are people who are literally really having a hard time. So like, okay, well, why not a little card in the mail? We're all stuck at home. And I was shocked. Nobody, no, well, five people stuck, stepped up and took advantage of it. But it wasn't, I thought there'd be a lot more. And I know Janin is trying to do it as well. Spidey goes hooga. But um, I don't know, I'd be curious if he had better luck with that. But I, I don't know. I'm just kind of curious. Has anyone tried anything like that? Well, I don't know, Shelly. Maybe they don't want to send you out to the post office to send them a card. So maybe that's their random act of kindness right back to you. I'm just sacrificing my postman. <laughs> no, we've done a, I've been fortunate to participate in a couple of virtual happy hours. And I know um, we discussed this on the toy photography team. And I think, Shelly, maybe it's a great idea. Maybe we should try to do a community. Just uh, have a, a set time. Anybody's welcome to jump in, say hi, and, and chat. Because it really is... It's nice to talk to people, you know, again, we're, I'm sure everybody's doing the, the FaceTime and the Zoom meetings and whatnot. It's really is, it's important for your, your, your moral, like your stability as a human being to have that kind of interaction. Like you're saying, you know, you're talking to the dog, Shelly. Uh, so I think the virtual happy hours have been fun. I don't have any, I think I'm out of things to drink in the house at the moment. I, I don't know if I, it's essential. The liquor, liquor store here is our essential businesses, so you could always run out and stock up. So, but, um, Alan, what you're saying is that I don't have to like go to all this extra effort to coordinate a podcast to talk to other humans. I could just right, like Shelley. get online. <laughs> that's right. Happy hours open. Bars wow. open. Bring your PYOB, and we'll just set it up. So wait a minute. So it's morning here. Luigi's probably going to have his glass of wine. Does that mean it? I can drink before noon. You can noon. always drink before noon, Shelly. <laughs> Nobody judges anybody. For breakfast. I regularly have a... Okay, not regularly, but if I'm out, and it's normal in Spain, at least, to have an aperitivo before you have lunch. Right, Luigi? You know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so 11 a.m., beer, no problem. If you ever go to Germany, I swear to you, I you know we walked out 9.30 in the morning, they're drinking one of those boots of beer for breakfast. Yeah. So don't worry about it. Nobody will judge you. <laughs> It's just bread, right? <laughs> Beer? That's one way to think about it. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, Shelly, I don't know if it was intentional or not, but you definitely assembled a cast of characters in some of the worst hit areas. Um, you know, Seattle, New York, Italy. So <laughs> I, I don't know if that was your intention when you were getting everyone together, but really it's just... Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, we are... That's uh, true. Yeah. Well, you guys... Well, you are my dream team, and not just because you're in hard-hit areas, but all three of you are really dealing with this in a really in-your-face kind of way, and it shows in your work. And I thought it would be interesting just to just hear where that's coming from, and so far the conversation has been fascinating. Well, I'm thinking more lines, along the lines, too, of everyone's work. And if I'm, well, Shelly, you do a lot of outdoor stuff. I, I mostly shoot indoors, so I, you know, I, my my setups and things like that that hasn't really been impacted. Um, Anna, you're all over the place. Yeah, like I, I never tell if it's real or make believe with you. Um, and Luigi, you do a lot of your your own yeah, indoor yeah. builds as well. So, 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 Shell, are you are you feeling that impact of not being able to go out and shoot at all? Who's I'm going out. I'm so going out. They closed my park, but they didn't. But um, but they can't close you. Exactly. <laughs> I 
I'm such a scofflaw. I think I posted early on that we're really good at social distancing, but really bad at sheltering in place because I haven't really changed anything. I'm like, don't tell anyone though. So I go down to my park and I, they keep closing more and more of the parking. So last weekend I had to park outside the park and walk in and which was like, I don't know, a, almost a mile to where I where I shoot and that was annoying but the upshot is that nobody's in the park and the park is is I don't know if anyone else has noticed this if they've gone outside because I'm a scofflaw outside all the time but the birds are out more there's just the pollution you can see yeah. things I mean the, the environment is is bouncing back from our trampling it quite well and the park is amazing, so I'm like I'm in seventh heaven down in the park. Um, so that's cool. Um, I've been hearing those stories about the environment, like in New Jersey, dinosaurs everywhere. It's <laughs> oh, like really? unbelievable. Yeah, like, you gotta so go out and get amazing. some pictures of those. Is yeah. that Loch Ness? I hear there's a spotting of that recently. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I see that meme uh, on the internet uh, that says that the, the sky is so clear that you can see the Universal logo. Just like <laughs> I did see that one. That was no, funny. but I've I've seen the Venice Canal super yeah. pristine. Yeah, that, that was neat. With fishes and. I have to say though, when I go to go to the park, the images that I'm trying to take are super peaceful ones, even more so than normal. And when I post, I always like to make sure I put a quote that's like super positive as I don't want to go down that road of, you know, the end is near kind of. <laughs> I mean, Luigi. Luigi. Be, yeah. Just like I do. <laughs> I'm trying to counteract this, all the negative influences. Yeah. Luigi's apocalyptic grocery yeah. store. Yeah. The, the end is yeah. here for Luigi, not near. Well, but that's a great series. I really love that series, Luigi. Thank, thank you very much. But uh, well, I go out uh, just once a week, just like uh, I think uh, most of people here in Italy, and just for food shopping at supermarket. That it's no so far from my home, and uh, I, I also bought some uh, something for my parents-in-law. Because uh, uh, prefer for the elders not to, to going out. Let's say so. So I food shop also for them, but they obviously buy different things that uh, the one we usually buy. So the first thing, the first time I I, I did it, I found myself. Uh, uh, a little lost in the aisles in the supermarket because because I, I, I couldn't find the, the things uh, they ordered me. So <laughs> from this, uh, uh, when I went back uh, home, I found the experience very post-apocalyptic, just like I wrote uh, a caption of my uh, my photo. So. From this, I, I got the idea of uh, an enhanced uh, minifigure uh, for me with the baseball bat. And uh, the, the torso is uh, from uh, Indiana Jones, and the legs are from uh, one of the newest uh, minifigures from uh, Ninjago. And uh, well, 
there's nothing better than a baseball bat just like this in a post-apocalyptic <laughs> movie. Uh, usually they are also spiky ones, but uh, there's no spike uh, baseball bat uh, in uh, Lego, so I have to... <laughs> <laughs> You've got me confused, Luigi, now. So is this art imitating life, or was this life imitating art? I can't answer this. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> talk to his baseball bat. <laughs> yeah, talk to the bat. But, but because uh, the the experience, the first time, I, really, when I went to the supermarket was something I never experienced in my life because uh, uh, people are um, really crazy. Um, some of them are really scared and uh, sometimes gave uh, that creep uh, eyes and uh, so it was a uh, really really uh, a post-apocalyptic experience I, I i keep seeing that and uh, from this uh, i got the idea of the series basically and the second time, when I went to the supermarket, it was a, a, a little better for uh, and a little worse, if I can say, because uh, I had uh, to wait in line for half an hour before being able to enter the supermarket. And uh, at that time, we started to deal uh, with face masks and shortage. That is uh, right now one of the biggest problems in Italy. And uh, people also started to use uh, self-made masks. And the men just after me wore uh, a mask. I, I don't know how to say it, but uh, it was definitely gotten out uh, of a diaper. <laughs> really? <laughs> and so... Desperate times. <laughs> Creative. Yep. I couldn't stop of thinking about it. I couldn't stop laughing. And uh, from this, I got the idea of the photo with the uh, uh, minifigures with uh, uh, different kind of wearing different kind of masks, like the Stop Trooper one, uh, just like the Tipsy uh, Scuba Diver. And, uh, and he also had the tiki mask, you had everything, I think. <laughs> because uh, the imagination uh, in Italy is, uh, I can see, there's uh, no bounds. Luigi, your, your parts usage uh, has always impressed me. I get so many, okay, I steal so many of your ideas in my work because I just love how you you create these really memorable characters. So when you describe the image of everyone staying in line with their different masks, I totally remember that image and it just still makes me smile. Thank you. Uh, the, the, the old lady with the um, scuba diver helmet is one of my favorite characters right now. <laughs> we all have that, need that. I try to put her uh, in uh, every shot. <laughs> so do you think there's any lessons that we can be learning from this experience of creativity i don't know what do you guys think well personally for me i mean i 
I don't really have to look too far because, like I said, I'm always now I'm packing, right? <laughs> so I'm I'm unearthing all of these things, and I'm thinking, should I throw this or should I use this somehow, or can I use this in a shot? So my house is a total mess. I was telling Shelly uh, before the call that I don't even have a dining table right now. We're eating off like one of those folding poker tables because my husband just sold it. And that's where I do all my shots, basically. I do my BTS videos there. I do all my shots there. Um, so Alan, yeah, half my shots are, are inside my house. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm cleaning up. I'm putting things away and I'm reassessing the usefulness of a thing before it goes in a box. And I guess I think really hard about, okay, if I throw this away, it's going to go into a landfill or something, but maybe I can use this for something creative first. So that's where it is for me. When you said that, and I turned around and I looked, um, behind me is a pile of stuff that I've been saving that I'm like, hey, maybe I can, can I use this in the shot rather than throw it out? And the, the idea was I wanted to write a post about kind of uh, upcycling. I don't know if it really would be considered upcycling, but just using you know, saving stuff from those landfills, saving things you know, that you would normally toss it, and trying to use them in toy photography. But because I, I'm kind of, it's been difficult to find that energy to shoot. This little box that I had of stuff that I've been saving is now kind of taken on a life of its own and overflowing up against, like stacked up against the wall. There's just um, packing cartons, old tin cans, plastic takeout containers. Like, so I, I. I think I might have accidentally turned into a hoarder. Yeah, exactly. Look at it. So <laughs> my husband does that. He's like, "What is this for?" I'm like, "One day it will be X." <laughs> yes. Like, okay, but today is it garbage? I'm like, "I yeah, I don't know." So I have to yes. hide things, stash them no, away. But, but I appreciate you helping me come to that realization myself because now maybe I need to do something with this stuff <laughs> or actually use it in photos. But yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to look at what. What's around, just like you said, what, what's around here? What can I use um, and, and not waste? Especially this time where we're not going out, we're not really limiting the things we're buying right now, especially being on unemployment. You know, money is, is tight, so we're not, not buying new toys. And, well, I'm going to have to put a last on that one. But, you know, like, limiting the toys we're, we're coming in. So just trying to you know, use what's, what's within arm's reach. I did actually go outside uh, and I brought in some natural elements, which was something that I've never really done before. I, typically, I've, I've either brick built things or, again, reused just some kind of whatever junk I had in the basement. But that was actually one of the highlights of this whole pandemic for me, creativity wise. I found this piece of random piece of moss that was just laying outside and a couple of rocks. And I brought them in. I used them for some of the minifigure photos from Series 20. Um, and I just was really like enamored with what bringing, you know, using nature and, and shooting it with uh, your toys, the kind of uh, really amazing combos you can come up with that. Of course, I'm doing it in my basement, you know, with just like small chunks of the real world. But maybe after this pandemic, uh, you know, something that I probably try to challenge myself to do more is get out there into the, the real world. Whether I'm like you, Shelly, and I'm, you know, just jumping over uh, do not enter and closed park is closed signs <laughs> to take my photos. But, um, well, it sounds, yeah. it sounds like from both of you that having limits to your creativity is actually inspiring. 
Well, it always is. That's why we. I only shoot Lego. I don't even shoot beyond Lego because I need to make sure that I'm not thinking about, okay, what if I can make this arm pose more realistic? I mean, I, I need to limit myself. So for me, I'm a strict Lego shooter just for that. Also, I love the toy and I really don't have room for other things. So um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, limits are always great for creativity. It just depends on what you want to limit yourself to. Like, I know a lot of people only limit themselves to using a macro lens. And I'll try to always change up at least my lens or my angle or something just so that I don't get bored with the framing. Do you know what I mean? Um, but then I won't go crazy. Well, okay, fine. Sometimes I do go crazy and I buy all these weird filters to use, but that's because I'm also a photographer. But yeah, limits are fantastic. So, yeah. I, I agree. I totally agree. Sorry. So is the moral of this that a pandemic is fantastic for <laughs> setting limits? Like, I'm trying to figure out how this all ties together. Yeah. Okay, I can't laugh right now because I'm in a bind, but okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, Hooray for pandemics. Yay. You really took it to a really interesting place there, Alan. Really nicely yep. done. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I guess if anyone's in a rut, you know, if you're struggling with creativity in your photography, lock down. Yeah. Like, lock yourself in your house and... Force yourself to use what you can, or yeah, or, or in Shelley's case, you know, break the law. <laughs> But there are places like that. Like, I mean, I have a lot of friends who are writers and there are writing retreats around the world. Like they're totally secluded and that's the whole purpose of them. Like you book a room or you book the lodge and nobody bothers you. Groceries show up on your door like they do for me right now. Well, not, not, not now anymore. But when I was sick, my neighbors would drop off groceries. I had no distractions at all. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that's the thing. I mean... So is that is this is this your last thought on uh, creativity in the midst of a global pandemic? Is just lock the door. Yeah. <laughs> lock lock, the, lock door. the door. Yeah. 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 Definitely. But I, I, I think Luigi, you had a really good point too. I, it is it is very therapeutic. Again, um, I can only speak for myself here, but when I'm shooting, um, I, I'm typically I'm. I'm working on controlling all aspects of the shot. I'm working on lighting. I'm, I'm looking mm. through my lens. I'm kind of really tuning everything else in the world yeah. out just for those few few moments. Yeah. And I'm, I'm invested in that scene. I'm, I'm like living in that scene. So it is totally therapeutic agree. in the, the sense. Yeah, It gives you that something to focus on as well as a little bit of, of escapism. And then even when you do have that final image and the shot comes together. And I'm, I'm thinking back to the one where I had the two guys in hazmat suits running away from the mm -hmm. Corona bottle. Um, you know, it, it, it does hopefully kind of give other people a brief momentarily momentary escape to when they look at it, they can chuckle a little bit. I mean, Luigi, your, your images, I can get lost in your whole, um, you know, pandemic season, um, series because they're so detailed and they're so incredible. And Anna, the, your, your creativity is just so stunning that, you know, you pause and you look at those shots and it's, so it's therapeutic to create because it's, it kind of takes you out of the element. And then it's also therapeutic to view, um, you know, Shelly, you're, you're capturing those, those, those wondrous outdoor scenes, making us all kind of pine for better days so yeah you know there's 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 some form of, of medicine and, and therapy and, and something in, in what we do with our, our little plastic friends i guess well for those of us who shoot a lot inside i wonder how you're dealing with the family being around 
all the time. Because as I was saying, I normally shoot in on the dining table and it's a dining table. So I have a time limit because lunch is coming, you know what I mean? Or dinner is coming. But now I've got everybody home all the time. And um, I feel like I have to set up in my mind the night before, like, okay, I'm going to pour the Orbeez. <laughs> I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, everything has to be done within the one hour that I have with that space. And then I got to wrap up. I got to clean up. Like, I can't. I mean, I learned from Luigi um, not to knock down my builds until I've checked it on the computer. But now I don't have that luxury. You know what I mean? Like, I, we, we were discussing that earlier. I wish I like, where, why did you teach me that? <laughs> yeah, he, I remember I was interviewing him for an in the style of yeah. thing. And he said, don't knock down your thing until you're, yeah. you've checked it on the computer. And I never did. But now I'm like, everybody's home. Yeah. I need to knock this out. I better have that shot. Yeah. Yeah, one of my photos of this series, um, I was uh, so concentrated on uh, over the details I put on the photo that uh, I totally forgot to uh, put a baseball bat uh, on my minifigures. And after, uh, I think, uh, uh, one hour of uh, post-production in Photoshop, I just realized that uh, I didn't put a baseball bat. So Luckily, that time I didn't tear down anything, so I put uh, just simply put the baseball bat and took another photo. It, it was uh, <laughs> uh, one other thing. Uh, I just want to add uh, another thing I became uh, obsessed with uh, in this quarantine is the depth of field. And because uh, I used a lot uh, my macro lens in this uh, series, and I wanted to have uh, really uh, just a part of the scene on focus and uh, rest not. And uh, I usually mm, shot with uh, in A mode with an aperture of uh, 2.8 or 4 maximum. And uh, I try to different approaches to obtain the depth of field that, that I had in my mind. Since uh, I didn't manage to get that uh, depth of field, I ended up uh, using focus stacking that I have never used since then. And since my camera doesn't have a focus stacking feature. That means that I had to take uh, at least uh, three or four photos with different focus and uh, fully manual, obviously, because uh, the most important thing is that uh, the, all the photos uh, have to must have uh, the same uh, exposure, obviously. And uh, my post-production times have uh, doubled in this quarantine. You're saying the focus stacking, Luigi, and I'm cringing thinking about what you did just on the minifigure's face alone. And like, I, I can't even fathom when you forgot to put the bat in the photo. It's like, what that must have felt like. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. But then... Yeah. <laughs> It's just a rookie mistake, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But that's great that you picked up focus stacking, something that you've never yeah, done before, so. and you you seem to master it because your your depth of field is very very powerful, and the way your your subjects are just popping right off the the frame. So glad you like it. I wish I could say I I picked up a, a new skill, but <laughs> <laughs> same old same old. But I and I do want to. It was Anna was talking about, or it was Shelley was talking about, you know, shooting with people home. Right. I wanted to get back to that real fast if you guys don't mind, because like uh, my three year old has a nickname. Her, her name is uh, Penelope Leia after Princess Leia, <laughs> but her nickname is the Destroyer. So I all my 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 photo gear, all my toys are all in the basement, and it's the one place where the kids are not allowed. But now that you know I'm home in the basement, whether I'm down here, you know, job uh, hunting. We're working on a photo, then I hear the destroyer's very, very soft and quiet footsteps as she starts to creep to the steps and and wants to come down here. And it's um, yeah, it's 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 terrifying, you know, because everything is in arm's reach for her. So I try to like kind of barricade her in, you know, I'll give her some bins of uh of loose bricks to play with. But uh, she did she did actually help me on a shoot where she held the reflector. Um, not in the shot or not reflecting light, but she held it while I was shooting. So just I, but that's I, your I, new trick. I need you to yeah. hold this over there <laughs> yeah. in the corner. Exactly. No joke. That's what I, hold this with both hands and don't move. And look at that only. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I involve my kid too. Like I have this little sprayer thing just so that he's not, you know, asking me to make him jello all the time it's like hey maybe you can spray this for me and i'll let him spray and take some shots but i have no use for the spray in that shot like it makes no sense but just so he <laughs> feels like oh i'm involved in my mom's thing and and i've uh, you know distracted him for a bit that's amazing that's adorable <laughs> just adorable ah oh. This has been really, really fun, guys. Thank you so much for being here and talking about your creativity in this global pandemic. Um, personally, I don't think I would have survived or be surviving without my online friends. So thanks for coming, joining the podcast, having an adult conversation with me. It's not with my husband. It's been <laughs> a real, real pleasure. So thanks for inviting me, Shelly. It's been Shelley. great. So. Thank you, Luigi. You guys stay safe, all of you and your families. You too. Wish you well. Thank you. So uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us for the Toy Photographers Podcast. And if you'd like to hear more, please rate and review us uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I also want to send a huge thank you out to Joshua Kittleson, who is going to be editing this into something listenable. So thank you, Josh. And I uh, hope to see you guys all next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. You can find new episodes of this podcast and articles on creativity and toy photography on our website, toyphotographers.com. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a five-star review. That will help spread the word about the show and help us get noticed. You can find us on Facebook at Toy Photographers, on Twitter at Toy Photo Blog, and on Instagram at underscore Toy Photographers underscore. But if you really want to connect with us, check out our MeWe community. You can find the link to it in the show notes for this episode and on the blog. 
Music for this week's episode is courtesy of freemusicarchive.org, and our podcast editor is Josh Kipson. I'm James Garcia. You can find me on Instagram at TheRealJames23. For everyone here at Toy Photographers, thanks for listening. See you next time.